Your story is not done. We all have a story. Maybe you feel like your story is stuck in the dot, 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 drowning in the ellipses of disappointment, shipwrecked by life's hard breaks, leaving your heart feeling capsized. You may be facing the fight of your life as you read these words or hear these words. Perhaps you're weary coming out of a season of trauma in desperate need of recovery from battle after battle that has left your heart battered and feeling lost. Or you may be someone that has seen several successes in the past, but somehow things have changed and you're struggling with an inner voice taunting you, calling you a quote has been. Regardless of what season of life you may be navigating, I stand here to deliver a simple truth to you. The author and finisher of the universe, the one who spoke life into existence is wanting and willing to take over the story of your life. He is a master at rewrites and comeback stories. He is wanting to rewrite the mistakes of your past and cross out the storylines that have held you back. He is here to turn the page of your story. He will fill your sails again and take you from the dreamless, dormant places and carry you into the current. You will feel alive again. You will feel free again, stirred with fresh hope to fulfill your purposes. There is only one who can rewrite the script of our life. His name is Jesus. When we allow him to take over and when we follow him, certainly that's there too. Your story is not done. On the Choose to Think podcast, I will encourage and empower you to engage and optimize your best thought life in practical, meaningful ways so that you can live day by day in joy, peace, and God's purpose despite all externals. This is Victoria, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so excited to present to you today Kat Vasquez to the show. Thank you so much for joining the Choose to Think Inspirational podcast today, Kat. We're so glad you're here. Thank you so much for having me, Victoria. It is our complete honor. Well, I want to I wanted to start with that because that little about message kind of sums it all up. And as I was kind of praying through what we might even chat about here today. I'd like to start by reading your your actual uh, background and your bio. You and your husband, you're a husband-wife team. I love that. So I want to also just go a little bit deeper and read a little bit of this to give my listeners and the viewers a little bit more information about you and your story. And then I want to I want to go back to that powerful message because it's kind of the heartbeat of my ministry in many ways. So I want us together to unpack that a little bit, but let me, let me further introduce you all to Kat Vasquez. And she of course is, she and her husband, Jorge are the husband wife team behind the brand, Your Story Is Not Done. And that exists to amplify hope by sharing stories of redemption, healing, and second chances when the author of our faith takes over. And that's kind of the nutshell of it all, I think. And this particular brand, your story is not done. They have created short film, a short film series, which is available on Prime and Roku at the moment. Is that still correct, Kat? Right. 
Yes, Mothas. Okay. You also have a podcast. I think your story is not done. I'd love to talk about that too in a, in a little bit. And then as well, a book called Rain, Restoring Identity. And that I think is scheduled to release later this year, which maybe episode three of your story is not done, Scott's story. And um, that particular story was nominated for most creative documentary at the International Christian Film Festival with the film premiering at the festival in Orlando back on May 6th, just a couple of weeks ago from the time we're recording this. And I want to go on to say that you and your husband are also founders of Revolution Media Ministries, the Resolution TV, and then of course the brand series that that and the film series that we're talking about. You are evangelists, authors, and TV hosts, and have been for over 15 years, and are called to evangelize the lost and energize and equip the body while empowering the church to do the same passionate, practical, and a little bit rock and roll. <laughs> I love that part. They've ministered at youth events, churches, and, and music festivals. So again, I'm just so delighted to have you. I was so excited when, when your, uh, I guess, publicity agent or crew reached out and said, hey, Victoria, we've got a really good fit for you for your podcast. I was just so delighted when they did that. And what captured my attention right out of the gate was the the line the sentence the declaration your story is not done because on the podcast we talk a lot about our thoughts taking thoughts captive and being transformed through the renewing of our minds and to have that kind of declaration is powerfully meaningful so i wonder if you could tell us how you came up with that particular title of the series and your part of your ministry that brand and and why absolutely well thank you again victoria it truly is a joy to be here i am one of two and my my better half george uh, george vasquez he unfortunately couldn't be with us this afternoon but he sends his greatest regards and um i am he normally shares the backstory because the lord gave him um that phrase your story is not done um, in a vision. So he is, for better, you know, term to say kind of the vision holder of, of the mission statement, your story is not done. But many years ago, there, there is a backstory here. We had um, a precious friend, and um, she was a new believer in the faith. And a mutual friend um, introduced us to her. And she was just she had a powerful mantle on her. And that's just a, a Christianese word for saying the hand of God. She had a strong purpose. You could see that on her. The Lord was, was going to use her greatly. And our friend um, asked us to, to start doing life, um, kind of like a, a brother and sister. George and I did that together, check in on her. And um, from time to time, uh, we would be given opportunities to go minister and to speak around the US and uh, we had an opportunity in this young lady's hometown and we invited her out and um, the Holy Spirit spoke so clearly um, to me and he said, I want you to give up your opportunity to speak at this religious network and invite this young lady to share her story. Mm -hmm. And um, victory, uh, victory, Victoria, victory, oh, I'll take victory. <laughs> All the things. Yes. Let me tell you what happened. The Holy Spirit was, was not wrong. He never is. When that young lady shared her story, 
Um, she honestly shared about growing up in abuse, struggling in her identity, and she shared that to an audience of mostly youth kids that came with their youth group. And um, we asked the young people um, to come down front if they needed prayer for anything. And um, so many resonated with her story, struggling in their identity. Mm -hmm. And to make a long story short, um, the hand of God truly was, was highlighted on this young woman and she received a whole lot more opportunities to share her personal story. Um, we received, fast forward about six months, a phone call from her mom and she asked us to be praying for our sweet friend who had backslidden and was and was stuck in some old habits and some some old bondage ways and um you know that didn't deter us from continuing to reach out and love on this precious one um because that is our job right i mean to to go alongside those that struggle to encourage them not to condemn them, but to speak the truth in love. And so George and I did that and we kept in contact. Um, but it was that experience before our, our own eyes, noticing the hand of God strongly on this young lady. And she had the, the choice, you know, to continue down a path um, where she was, you know, proclaiming, look what the Lord has done some of the, the hardest struggles in my own life. He helped me and showed me how to overcome them. But to be honest, the world doesn't make it easy on us, right? I mean, right. That, that exact narrative, confusion in your identity alone right now, especially for our youth, that's a, that's a trending conversation, right? Our education system doesn't make it any easier. I know that's not why you asked me to jump on here, but it's it's very real. It's a real conversation. Mm -hmm. And um, so to make to make a long story short, um, we really felt like there were so many more who, um, just like this precious young lady, they have purpose. We all have purpose. And the enemy of our souls who hates us, who does not want us to reach our purposes, right? And to know a loving father who loves us so much, he would do anything. He doesn't want us to get to that point. He just wants to keep us blindfolded and in torment and miserable and going around the same tree over and over and over. Jesus came to set us free, amen? Amen. So that story in a nutshell was the reason why we decided to bring this statement of God's hope and truth and love into all these different formats through a film series, through a book, through a podcast, and through a, a bunch of gear and merch that we have on our website. Um, so we, we decided to just throw everything at the wall and see what stuck. <laughs> so we did a little bit of everything. Films, wrote a book, did a podcast, made some merch. And, uh, and my husband and I love to create, but what we love even more is to share the love of Jesus mm -hmm. because there is nothing like it that will ever fulfill being in his presence and knowing who he is, not just knowing, knowing, right. recognizing him as a good father, believing mm -hmm. and behaving like the kings and queens, his royal sons and daughters, 
who we really are. And, and that message is, and I'm just gonna throw this out there, the next book that, that I wrote that's coming out this fall, it's called Rain Restoring Identity. It's actually already out on Barnes and Noble. So it's in pre-order form on Barnes and Noble. Um, but that project took about five years and it, it digs into my personal story of realizing my real identity in Christ trumped any validation from any other person, any validation from um, accolades in my job, in my career. I'm in my mid forties and a lot of my life, I sought to climb the ladder and broadcast news and um, it never satisfied with each, I'm kind of an overachiever anyway, but with each rung in the ladder, the further that I went, it never satisfied because there was another hoop I had to jump through, right? Exactly. And the Lord showed me through, through a heartbreaking experience, honestly, with, with my boss um, in, in one of the, the news stations that I, work for, I worked for, that um, there was some abuse there, verbal and emotional abuse, and uh, he was later fired for harassment. But in the news world, if you don't stick it out for two years. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't count on your resume. So I just made a, a decision within myself, probably not the wisest decision, but I decided come hell or high water, I would stick it out for two years. And the damage certainly was done by my making that decision to stay. Mm. Um, but it was in that painful, broken moment that the Lord started giving me revelation about the truth and I just came to him humbly asking him for help because as anyone who may have experienced abuse, emotional abuse, verbal abuse knows that you don't recognize the damage that has been done until you are already a shell of a person. You can mm -hmm. barely put a sentence in front of the other. You, it's, mm -hmm. There's no foundation there anymore because it was given away to this other individual mm -hmm. um, or circumstance that you were seeking. Um, so that's that's a bit of my backstory, but that is the next big project that we're launching. Right. We've got a huge passion for helping um, helping folks come back to the truth that they are so loved and they are a son or daughter of the most high God that mm. has a great plan for them. Mm, that is so powerful, Kat. And I can surely see your passion and your commitment and your heart's desire there just to reach those. And I want to keep drilling down a little bit on the affirmation, your story's not done. And I'm going to piggyback onto that, what you said also about identity in Christ. You hear about that a lot. You've got the Neil Anderson, you know, his ministry, Identity in Christ. And we, you know, the, the whole list of this is really who I am. I am chosen. I am forgiven. I'm, you know, all of that list and so forth. And I also talk a lot of on the show about when we reorient our thoughts, let's make sure that we're thinking thoughts that describe who, who God says he is who he says we are, and what he says about our situation. I have found personally that when I do those three things, that when that is my little perspective builder or the way I can kind of focus and do my life, that everything else falls away in the shadows then because 
it's very clear, if I know my Bible anyway, what God says about me, about himself, and mostly about my scenario, or at least we can continue to get guidance and ask for his help with those types of things. But why do you think, Kat, that those kinds of affirmations or thinking those thoughts that, that number one, my story's not done, that's to me is like an energy boost of hope that, okay, there's still something for me, though my past is there, God's not finished with me yet. There's a, the, the story we have this, I play pickleball and we have one of the, the gentlemen that plays in our big league group of recreational players. He's, it, you have to win by two going to 11 and we could be down 10 to one or 10 to zero and losing. And he always says, there's a lot of pickleball left. I mean, he's known for that line. It's kind of funny now because really and truly there's one point possibly of pickleball left and we may lose, but he always has that perspective. And that's what that kind of reminds me of is your story's not done yet, though you may feel like you're at the end. It's not done yet. Let's not believe the lie that it would be. And then all of those identity affirmations and thoughts why do you think that they're just so criti critically important these days? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I like to say, speak it until you believe it. Okay. Remind your own ears of the truth. And that takes repetition. And, and in um, Rain Restoring Identity, in the back of the book, there are pages of affirmations and scriptural truths mm. that um, I ask daily for, for readers to engage and to speak it out loud because there's something so powerful about the spoken word. And in Hebrew, that word is, is pay. And um, when we speak that out, not only are you hearing the truth with your own ears, but there is something so powerful and it's scientifically proven with audio waves. There is power in the words that we speak. The, the Bible says there is life and death in the tongue that is in the book of Proverbs. So here we know the power of the spoken word, right? And with repetition, that starts to get down deep, deep, deep. The seed is down there. And it is, it, it is strong and it's holding life. And the more that you repeat that, you start to believe it. So mm -hmm. you speak it until you believe it. And something that, that I started doing, I remember, I'm talking 20, 30 years ago, the little post-it cards, I would write scriptures and put them on all the mirrors that, that I looked into right, where I brushed my teeth in the morning, right. my dresser mirror. I even put some in my car my my personal anchor verses and uh, god is so good uh, let me tell you cover to cover there's not only affirmations in here but there is living proof testimonies of people human just like you and i they were not 10 feet tall and bulletproof but but proof that when they submitted to the word of god to who god is and invited him into their story he turned their situation around and he did it in, in radical, unconventional ways sometimes. So no matter what you have in your head, that you're too, you're too far past receiving redemption, you don't even understand who this good father is. Maybe you didn't grow up with a father in your life. I encourage you to, to get into this word 
Uh, Psalm 139 is a beautiful way to start so you can understand just how much he loves you. You are on his mind before the creation of the world. He had purpose planned out for you before he created the earth. Woo. And then if you look at the life of Christ, because you know the word says that the character of God is seen in the life of Jesus Christ. You just dig into the gospels, right? Anything in the New Testament, he is our model of how he lived and how he engaged. He is, the, he is God himself wrapped in flesh, but it says in the Bible that he was a man. So he experienced all of the hardships, all of the heartbreak that all of us have experienced before. And yet he was still perfect. He was still perfect. So God gives us so many practicals through affirmations in the Bible, through stories of folks that how they walked through their life, inviting Christ into their real, and then the perfect life of Jesus Christ, how he loved people and how he walked that hill to Calvary. Hmm. people were rejecting him when they were screaming murder him take him to the cross how he loved them he went to calvary for the purpose of redeeming their life it's a beautiful example Afro hmm. and and stories right there in the word of god yes i love that thank you so much and i wonder too if you said, okay, let's just keep repeating this until we believe it. Do you think there's any value in just declaring, okay, Lord, I, I, you know, I'm struggling with my belief, but help me with my unbelief. In other words, mm -hmm. I have found personally that it's, that it's not, and I need to be on the one hand, transparent, honest with God about exactly what I'm feeling. Like if I'm really afraid, for example, it's never been enough for me to just say, I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to be afraid because in the moment I may really be feeling afraid. What I have found has been helpful to me personally is when I say, Lord, I'm afraid. Can you help me with that? Or can you you know, what is it I need to do to, to kind of reject that fear? Or what are the thoughts surrounding the fear that I am believing that are only making it worse for me? I don't know. It's, it's like, if I'm a, like, I, you know, I've lived alone for, I've been a single mom for a long time. So I've lived alone and now my kids are grown and so forth and gone. So I'm here by myself at night. So if I hear a bang or, you know, something in the middle of the night, I might really be afraid. But, and I know that's not exactly what you're talking about, but what I wanted to say is that there may be some areas of unbelief, like the father who brought his son to Jesus and said, hey, would you heal him if you can? And Jesus said, if I can, and the dad said, okay, okay, I believe, help me with my unbelief. It almost seemed like, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. I believe I don't believe kind of thing. And I could relate so much to that because I have Sometimes I believe, sometimes I don't. I, I appreciate what you're saying about the repetition. I think that is just spot on. But is there, have you found value personally in just saying, God, this is what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, what I'm going through? I know your word says not to do that. Can you help me switch that around? Does this make sense? I experienced verbal and emotional abuse uh, by one of, one of my superiors when I was in the news business for two years. 
And um, because I determined to stick it out for two years there, every single day I was met with that same pushback, rejection, those toxic words, like labels just uh, thrown at me every day. And after a while, again, words are powerful, right? We're talking about how powerful yes. words are. It breaks a person down because you, the repetition you do start to believe. Even if you, you don't believe that it's true, but it does start to stick after a while. Mm. And, uh, if you cannot get yourself out of that situation, um, and what I did was, was probably not wise, deciding that uh, you know, I, I preferred my, my resume, so I stuck it out for two years there and had to endure that abuse every day for two years because of that. And all of the work that it took on the other side to begin this, this freedom and healing journey, um, it really wasn't worth it. Getting, getting that on my resume. I'll just say that, but God used it. Mm -hmm. So in my humility, because when a person experiences abuse after so long, you don't, you can't even trust your own instincts anymore. It's because mm -hmm. almost like placed all of your validation and your sense of worth, and you've placed it at the feet of someone else who has very boldly um, declared their opinion over you in repetition. So it took me so long and I recognized I was a shell of a person. I couldn't put a sentence in front of the other. And uh, I was, I really struggled with depression. I had gained 30 pounds in a year during my healing process. And Victoria, all I could muster was like a whisper, help Jesus. Mm. I knew that he loved me because we used to sing the old Bible song, Jesus loves me, this I know, but I needed to know it after I had been broken down to a shell of a person. Mm. And within a two-year period of, of finally receiving some form of, of healing, the Lord started showing me I started recognizing the goodness of who he is and the details of my life, how he was answering my prayers. He wasn't only just helping me. He brought precious people into my life that, that did life with me, that encouraged me. I, I did make good choices. I knew I needed to get back into a life-giving church, Bible-based, and I got plugged in. It took me some time to get to that point, because again, if you are a victim of abuse, um, most people don't, they just don't understand how mm. breaking that can be, how um, destructive that is um, to your self-esteem, to trusting your own voice. Mm. Um, everything is, is just gone on the inside of you. Uh, so if God could reach me, and if all I had was a whisper, help, Lord, he can meet anyone. You know, Jeremiah in the Bible, um, he wrote the book of Lamentations. And we write about this in our book, Your Story is Not Done. If you dive into the book of Lamentations, I mean, the word alone, right? It's heavy. You know, it that man, he must have struggled, possibly with depression, but he was being real. And he spelled it all out 
in that book. And yet Jeremiah was a prophet and he walked with God and God spoke with him. So we don't have to come perfectly. I am living proof of that. I was like a shell of a person. And all the Lord wants is the invitation to come into your real. You don't have to have it perfect. In fact, there's no such thing. And that makes me so frustrated when people, um, you, you know, speak like, oh, you, you have to get yourself cleaned up. Um, oh, you got to stop doing this or that. No, run to Jesus just as you are. Mm -hmm. Listen, he is about your road of healing into peace. He mm -hmm. is all about that. He will lead you there. The key is just holding on to his hand. That's a big key. Just keep that channel open to talking with the Lord constantly, how you feel, how, how you really feel. And then listen to him because he will connect those dots because he is a good father. It's just proof. We don't have to, we don't have to have it together. It's proof of who he is, that he, he does have our best in mind. Jeremiah 29, 11, he really has a plan and a purpose and he loves you so much. You know, we live so far below our pay grade. Mm -hmm. You know, we're talking about the affirmations and understanding how valuable we are. We are indispensable. I mean, he has called us his priests and his kings and queens. We are his servants. We are his army. We are the, the ecclesia, which is just a Christianese word for his sons and daughters. You know, we are the bride of Christ, the city on a hill. The world looks to us. We may not feel like we are influencers or we're making any difference. But let me tell you, the truth is when Christ is living inside of you, the world knows it because we are not of this world. We are citizens of heaven living on earth. Amen. That's beautiful. So encouraging, Kat. I love that. Admittedly, I don't know a lot about verbal abuse. And I wonder if there's one listener or a viewer on our YouTube channel who would just so relate to that. What kind of counsel would you give that individual? Where to start? I, I understood you to say that there came to be a point. I mean, you weren't, you couldn't trust your own in, instincts or your own voice, and you just became a shell of a person, but then by God's good grace, you were able to call out to him, you know, just help me Jesus with this. But what, how would you encourage that individual who maybe is right now in that spot and, you know, is, is maybe not, you know, where, where do we go from here? Or how did you eventually step out of that? Practically speaking, what should, what should we do if we're in that spot? Oh, Victoria, um, for any of your precious viewers that are there, um, I just want to tell you that I love you and I understand. This is not what the Lord means. He does not want you to stay stuck. And this moment in time and hearing just a snippet of my story, if if this is just for you, my friend, then it is all worth it. Humbly come to the Lord. And even if all you have is a whisper, ask him, invite him into 
the place where you're at, that, that hellish place, that desolate, empty place. Invite him in. And I want you to keep your, your faith open. Just give him a chance. Trust him. Trust him. Second thing that I did that was huge for my growth was I, I reached out. I started going to my local church and I started getting more involved in a small group. And, and also I asked, I asked the Lord, here's another big key, ask the Lord to bring the right people into your life. Um, ask him to intervene in your relationships. And maybe there are folks in, in influences in your life that need to go, that are impeding your growth, that are impeding your freedom. My friend, the Lord, the Lord sent his perfect, his beautiful, precious one and only son to Calvary so you could live a life filled with peace and purpose and freedom. So give him that chance. Ask him to intervene in your relationships and ask him to bring the right people into your life. And I cannot speak more highly about the importance of mentors, godly women that, that the Lord brought into my life who had walked the road. Most of them were older than I was. And, um, you know, looking back, they're people that I wanted to be like. They had beautiful, flourishing, healthy families. Um, you know, they had peace. Maybe their life wasn't, you know, exactly perfect. But um, the Lord started bringing those folks into my life. And we had real conversations, the hard conversations. And uh, because they were 100% awesome, godly women, they took me right to the word every time. That is the key. <laughs> they really need to be plugged in, Bible-believing, godly women that can take you right to scripture, okay? And um, just stay connected with, with those relationships. And uh, it doesn't just stop with depending on another person to help lead you in your growth journey. You have to start seeking it for yourself. So finally, I would say, um, make time every day to get into the word yourself. Um, pray, get like a, a journal and, you know, spell out maybe these are some of the things I'm struggling with. Um, be honest before the Lord, ask him um, to, to bring his answer to you, to bring peace to your heart and to your life and to your situation. He just wants to be invited in. That's all he's looking for. He just wants the, that invitation, you guys, because it is, ugh, he's so excited, right? He's so ready. It is his ultimate joy and privilege to be invited into your real. That's what he's waiting on, your invitation. Mm, thank you for sharing all of that. I, I, I just marvel at how you and I have taken your story is not done. And we focused on identity in Christ, what God says about himself, about us and about our scenario. We have also gone into something very personal and private in your life and, a, and a, certainly a component of your testimony of 
this is a very difficult situation that I experienced verbal abuse and you've described it so aptly. And these are the things that you can literally do. I love the practical application tips that you've given because sometimes that is that's it it gets us from point a to point b and it's a it's like i had a friend who always said hey victoria if your life is crazy and you don't know what to do just do laundry she always said that just do laundry and i thought you know i can't do this 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 and i'm overwhelmed and my life is like chaos right now or it feels that way but by golly i can throw some clothes in the washing machine and And so what you've offered is some very tangible tips. And it may be that the the only thing that the listener can do is say, help me, Jesus. But that is such a pivotal first point. And then so many other wise nuggets that you've given that I have a mentor. I've had a particular mentor now for goodness. I'm going to say 20 year, 20 some years, I guess. And I just, I put out a prayer request just to her today and just the, that dynamic, I want to underscore that because it's really been paramount in my life. And sometimes even if I get duped into toxic thinking, or if I get suddenly I'm finding myself suiting out for the enemy and I'm wearing and playing on his team for some reason, or I'm beating myself up just one quick phone call to her. And she, you know, can very quickly say, hold on, Victoria, let, do you hear what you're saying? Do you, you know, let's, can we shift that? Can we back up against the word and what God says about all of this? And just so, so nice to have someone who unconditionally accepts me in my angst and the good and the bad and the ugly of it all and, and is always there. So Kat, I, I just want to thank you again for stepping out today and sharing your heart and I will continue to pray blessings upon your ministry because I, I've seen as a few snippets of the film series, just maybe a behind the scenes on, I think it was Brian's story. Is that the most recent one? Or I know you've got the one that's coming soon, Scott, but um, was it Brian's story? So Brian had Welch with the uh, Grammy award-winning band Corn. Yes. With our first film. And then our second was Annie Lobert, who was a trafficking survivor herself. Oh, Very powerful story. Um, and you can watch those on Roku and Amazon Prime. And uh, those stories you can also find on our website. The links to view are on our website. Your story is not done. The third film, um, we are we're in talks about distribution. Um, mm-hmm. So Yes, to be continued. The third film's very powerful. And that was the one that was just nominated for a creative documentary. Surprise, surprise. We were <laughs> we were we were very humbled. And that was an amazing surprise to get to that point. So. and that's Scott's story, right? Scott McNamara. That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, you you and your husband, I'm sorry to miss him, but you're you're doing such important work. And I love what you said a moment ago. If, if our chat helps even one person, then suddenly it's all worth it because you and I can think of that one person who has even reached out to help us. Just one message to one person can make a real difference. So I applaud you in your efforts. I thank you that you, you are a kingdom influencer and that you have 
with God's help, had the ability to resist the lies of, of the world, of the enemy, or even the own, you know, self-inflicted lies that sometimes we believe. And you, with God's strength, have had the ability to resist and to stand up and then to say by golly it's not by my own power but it's by God's power there's something so mysterious in all of this and it's hard almost to put words to it but your passion was certainly conveyed and the conviction of your heart and I'm so grateful that you shared that about about verbal abuse and what that has even entailed that I think will also encourage some people may not even know they're being verbally abused. I have no idea. I'm sure it takes a while to even catch up to that, but just those, those steps that you gave have been really powerful. And I thank you so much for, for sharing and for coming on the show, Kat. Well, thank you, Victoria. This was a privilege. Yes. And as we close, can you tell everyone where we can reach out to you again, just real quick, how we can get in contact with you? Absolutely. Um, on our website, yourstoryisnotdone.com, and this is the spelling, yourstoryisnotdone.com, and we have a, a link for anyone that wants to connect directly with us. Perfect. Sounds great. Thank you so much, Kat. Thank you so much, Victoria. It's a wrap, Brain Changer. And until next time, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Ciao.